What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. What are the basics? Mm. Pay yourself. With yeah. your job, you need to max out that 401k. Yeah. Things I know your tribe knows and teaches. Yeah. You need to um, own something, own a home. You need to start something, start that business. Leave something, like you said about insurance. Get some life insurance, leave something, and then get help. Yeah. Get with a coach, get with a mentor, get with somebody that, that's either way further ahead of you or just a few steps ahead of you. You can have multiple. I got multiple people I'm trying to learn from. What's happening? No cap. So 90% of American people are going to work, uh, actually have to work a full-time job, a full-time job meaning nine to five. And oftentimes I think people like myself, just to be honest and transparent, can make people feel as if they have a nine to five job, then they are living below uh, their potential. And while I will definitely say I do believe some could be living below their potential. I believe the majority are living at their full potential and actually are in the correct place that they should be. Not everyone could be your, your Michael Jordan. Not everyone could be your LeBron James. But let's be honest, Michael Jordan needed a Scottie Pippen. He needed a Dennis Rodman. He needed a Steve Kerr. Without those three important um, second man, third man, fourth man, there will be no Chicago Bulls you know, the way that there would be. Michael Jordan would have still been Michael Jordan because no one can take anything away from him. But to go off and to win the way that the Chicago Bulls did win, that would be difficult. I don't care what no one says. Every strong man needs a strong woman behind him. Every strong woman needs a strong man behind him. Everybody needs a team, a squad, a, a, a family to really go off and win and to accomplish the major things. And, and on today, I really want to live right there. Uh, today, I, I, I want to I encourage people who have a full-time job. Yo, to, if that's what your destiny, your destiny includes, yo, own that. Last week, I had the opportunity to sit down with a young man who joined my mastermind, and 
He was like, yo, man, I actually enjoy what I do for a living as a nine to five. He said, but I was like, that's not all I want to do, though. But I don't want to leave my nine to five. And so he went out and started another business. And y'all, um, he makes about $300,000 a year just simply doing what he loves to do in this career and what he loves to do on the side. And I said, yo, bro, I need you on the show. Can you get here next week? Uh, because I'm like, yo, I like that. There's nothing wrong with having a full-time job. And there's nothing wrong with doing something on the side. Because if, if in today's day and time, let's be real, yo, with this whole digital nomad stuff and this whole working from home, the future is changing before us, right? And so if you can work from home and still get a guaranteed paycheck and you actually enjoy, like you actually love that career, why not stick with that and then also have a side business and you're making $20,000, $25,000 a month? It just makes sense. You know, now I'm not saying that's for everyone, but for the majority of people, it could be because some of y'all, you actually love what you do. You went to school for what you do. Yo, embrace that and accept it. So we're going to dive in today and we're going to talk with the man who's doing that. We're going to we're going to really learn what is he doing? How is he doing it? Why is he thinking the way that he's thinking? So I want you to get your notepads out. I want you to get your, your pen and paper. I want you to dive in. I want you to really focus. But before we get to my brother, Stephen, uh, Stephen to motivate, um, I want to thank uh, today's uh, sponsor. Well, one of today's sponsors, BetterHelp. You see, BetterHelp um, has partnered with me to make sure uh, that we help you all really understand why you're thinking, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Some of y'all may not be happy in your career. Some of y'all may be going through a divorce. Some of y'all may be um, experiencing some heartache and some pain, or maybe you just experienced some trauma in your life. Maybe you're just feeling a little depressed. And you know what? We all are there. I provide uh, therapy uh, to my staff whenever they do it. I, am re I reimburse them every time that they go. Because if they go, I, I want to make sure that I have healthy mindsets around me. And I wanted to make sure that I let you all know that, hey, Therapy is one of the coolest, sexiest, smartest things you can do because the greatest financial asset, the greatest asset we have is our mind. So go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash better help. They're giving you off 10% this month. I see them twice a month, but do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do your future family a favor. Do your spouse, your loved ones a favor and go try it out just once just once and be authentic, be real, be vulnerable, be open. And I guarantee you, you will leave thanking yourself and thanking God for therapy. So go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash better help and get 10% off just by simply being a part of my tribe. Hey, listen, as you're, um, as we're conversating in today's conversation, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you hit that thumbs up, y'all. We want to make sure that we're continuing to spread this message. And today's message is absolutely uh, one of the Ones that I've really been looking forward to um, since I talked to this man last week. Yo, Steven, what's up, brother? Welcome to the table, man. Thank you, man. Man, you live in Charlotte. I live in Charlotte, got North on, Carolina. Got on a uh, 5 a.m. flight to get out here. That's right. Man, you're going right back home, man. So, uh, man, congrats, bro. Let's just tell everyone up front, you about to get married here in a couple of days. Yes. Thank the Lord for that. Found a wife, and she really... Uh, she really holds things together, holds the home together, holds Ooh. what matters together. Yeah, man, I like that. I like that. How long y'all been together? We've been together six years. Six years. Yeah, six years. And so we will be having a ceremony um, okay. at the end of this month yeah. to celebrate what already exists, that right. love, that connection, that friendship, Yeah, and, you know, marriage. 
I'm curious, over the six years, how old are you, mind me asking? 36. 36, okay, cool, cool. so since the 30, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Over the last six years, what would you say was one of the hardest things you had to endure and what did you learn from it when it comes to uh, marriage and being in a relationship Um, as a man? As a man, that uh, it's not always going to look like what you, how you pictured it in your head. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. How, how you wanted it to be, how you planned it out, yeah. you know. And sometimes we don't even have as much of a plan as sometimes the opposite yeah. sex does. But it's not always going to look like that, and that's okay. Mm. And uh, what I just heard you saying earlier was spot on. Does it match your destiny? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does it match where God is leading you? That's the hard part because you're like, eh, I'm ready to dip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm with this. Right, right, right. You know, this ain't matching up. This right. ain't exactly what I thought it would be. And that's hard. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. hard. I'm right there with you, man. You know, one of the things that I'm working on right now with my mentors is just making sure that I stay true to myself, you know, because I think sometimes because I want marriage so much that sometimes I can forget about my my assignment and my destiny. And I'm like, man, I refuse to do that, you know? And yeah. it's like, I want it, but I want it at at to where it doesn't cost me my destiny or my assignment. Yeah. And so I, I love that, man. I love that. But congrats, man. Thanks, man. Congrats, brother. I'm really happy for you, man. Thanks. It's a journey. I mean... I've got to grow, continue to grow, and become the right man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to because it's a daily, daily it's thing, a daily thing. Yeah. So thanks for the congrats, and I, I hope I always live up to that on a daily basis. Man, I love it, man. But let, let's dive into this thing, bro. Because you know when me and you talked yesterday, not yesterday, last week, um, you mentioned something that just really shook me. Right, it, it shook me. I was like, yo, this is this is brilliant. So you actually work a full time job. Yep. And then you have a couple of side businesses. Um, I'm curious, because I want to make sure that my numbers are correct. How much money do you make on average on your full-time job? Roughly, I'd say gross, 160. 160 on your full-time job. Yeah. All right, and this job is like base salary plus commission, I'm thinking? Yeah, base salary plus bonuses. Bonuses. Okay, cool, 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 because you're in the sales industry, right? That's right. Would that be considered tech sales? Uh, it's not tech, but it's, you know, appliances, appliances. you know, it's okay. white goods, yes. you know. I got you. And you actually enjoy doing that? Yeah, I enjoy doing it. It's really account management, too. Oh. Account management. So it's even, it's concierge service a little bit. So I got it's, you. it's sales, but I'm also making sure that the customer is taken care of in all aspects, and I enjoy doing that. Man, I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that. And so, all right, let's, let's talk a little bit about that right there, right? So... You're working from home? Do you have to go into the office? Uh, no, I don't have to go into the office. We do have an office, so I go into it periodically. Okay. Um, but most of the time, I am working from home. Cool, great. And what are those hours look like? I'm curious for you. Like, do you get up in the morning, 8 to 5, you're in front of your computer? No. Um, typically, first thing in the morning, I'm checking my phone. Okay. And it is not 8 to 5 in the sense that we are always serving our customers. So sometimes it's... Nine o'clock at night, I'm looking at my phone. Uh, so it's more of a more of a always on sort of sort of thing. Okay. But no definitive start and end time. Okay. Even though technically, I think you know technically it's eight, eight to five, five, but in reality, it just doesn't work like that. And I, and I think that's in reality at any job. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I remember working jobs, and I'll still get a text message at 7.30 from my boss, and he'll be like, yo, I'm like, man, it's after 5 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. you know I'm I'll be on vacation, and i still get an email from my boss. Like, yo. Yep. You know, I remember one of our, um, um, one of my bosses used to say, uh, I won't say, I hate the word <coughs> boss, but one of our leaders used to say, like, you know, you, you, you go on vacation, but you don't you don't turn off your emails. You know what I'm saying? I was like, dang. Yeah. Like I just can't enjoy my wife or or my life or or whatever for just you know for for two three four days. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just like, man, what in the world? And so okay, cool. So you had that. So it's not really a nine to five situation, but it is a nine to five. But you just pretty much work it, and you do your job. Yep. Okay, cool. And then. I got to ask you this question. Do you think you're still productive on your job working from home? Yes, very. Very. Do you think you're more productive at home than you are in the office? Yes. What? Yep. I'm I'm probably, and it might be the nature of what I do, but I would say I'm, I work more, right? You don't work more. Yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> I tell that to my I tell that to my team all day long. I said, man, y'all ain't that productive. You know, and they got beautiful wives and beautiful kids at home. They be distracted, you know, hey baby, hey kids, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, no, y'all need to work. <laughs> but you're saying it's definitely you're more productive at home. Yeah. I, I think so. Because you you because there's no starting end time, it's taking up a part of your brain space. Uh, it's taking up a part of who you are. Like, mm. it's not us. I go in, I shut off my mind, I get, do my work, I come back out, I shut my mind back on. No, your mind's always on. on. So you're thinking about the business. You're thinking about ways the business can improve, especially in a role like I am. How can we do this better? How can we adjust? So, And I, I don't think employees always get credit for that, all right? And sometimes bosses don't give them credit for that, but that's happening. <laughs> A lot of times, so consider that. Hey, man, I be, why are you over there raising your hand, Alex? <laughs> hey, pretty good over there. What you make me preaching good? Good, man. Bro. I appreciate you coming in. <laughs> Alex, I don't be giving you no love, man. Nah, you just, you, like you said, you think we don't do nothing now. What you mean? You working hard, man. Bro, I just sent you a text message the other day and said, hey, man, I appreciate your hard work, bro. And this week you was like, <laughs> You see what I'm saying, man? I'm going to take care of my team. And they be like, well, thank you, Lord. Yeah, tell them again. What you mean, bro? Okay, all right. Now, I did tell my team just the other day. I was like, man, sometimes I don't think y'all are as productive at home. But I do believe that there are more, they're more productive here when they're with me for, for a week, you know? So they're here for me. They, they stay with me for a week. We shoot all these shows. We edit shows. We work. We meet. And I do believe that they are more productive because when they go home, they got spouses and kids and sick kids and, you know, you know, beautiful spouses. You know what I'm saying? I got to go home to the, a dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's beautiful spouses walking around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, well, I mean, should I edit this thing up for Anthony or should I go ahead? Hey, man. I, you know what I'm saying? I just be wondering. Yeah. No. I do be wondering. Because if I had a beautiful, can I just be real? It's my show. If I had a beautiful woman walking around with the Bible in one hand and the booty on another, I don't know how productive I would be. I'm can I just be real? 
No, it's real. Has your wife ever distracted you from working one day? Yeah, my, my kids distract me. See? Wife, all that. But here's the you thing. You don't have that distraction oh, when you in the office. Here's the thing that companies get out of people. When you represent a company and the company's not there, you are the representation of that company. Yeah. You have just multiplied yourself, right? <laughs> so a company is able to... When somebody represents them, I mean, that's the highest level of ownership. Yeah, yeah. Right? right? So I think that's the thing that companies have done with us for years as employees, right? They, we represent them in spaces where there may not be, even in communities where they may not be. And so they get, ben there's a lot of intangible benefits mm. that companies are getting from their employees that you just can't mark on a measurement stick and say, hey, this is how much they did. No, you're getting a whole lot of intangible brand, you know. I'm a high five you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, my squad in here like, yo, you preach it. <laughs> okay, man, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, all right, cool. So, you say you are productive. Yeah. Take away yourself. Do you think the industry in a whole is productive at, at home? Uh, yeah, I think there needs to be a nice mix. It depends on the role. It depends on what you're doing. Okay. You know, there are certain jobs that need to have supervision that need to maybe come into a certain so, place. Yeah, yeah. And there's benefits to that. There's benefits to being around people as yeah. well. So I wouldn't say, you know, you'd have to drill it down to what specific industry. But I think there's a lot of industries where you just don't have to be in the office 100% of the time. It can at least be 50-50. Yeah, yeah. The very least. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, cool. So you're doing about a buck sixty, working your job that you actually love from home. Yep. Beautiful. On the side income, what what are you doing? What what are you generally making on the side a year? So this year we will do. I'll do. I'll take home one fifty on the side. Okay. Extra. Extra. In addition to what I'm doing on a regular job. So that's 310. 160, 150, that's three hundred and ten thousand dollars this year of what you'll see. Yep. How does your wife feel? Uh she <laughs> She feels good, but she she don't care about the money. She don't care about the money. No. Your wife doesn't is she older or younger than you? Uh, a couple years older than me. And she don't care about the money. No. I want you to call your wife right. I don't believe it. <laughs> I ain't never met a woman who says she doesn't care about So maybe that's an exaggeration. She cares. I knew it. Because maybe she's gotten used to it. Oh, I got you. Okay. Maybe she's gotten used to the money. but Because she know you're you, you going to do your thing. She knows she's going to come home. Lights right. is going to be on. We're going to eat out nice yeah. several times a week. We're going to be able to go and shop. We're going to go on vacation. Yeah. That's been happening for a while for her. And you just came back from Jamaica yeah. weeks ago, right? We just came back from Jamaica, you know. So, hey, we're doing those type of things anyway. Right. She really wants me to make sure I'm spending time with the kids, mm. pouring into them. Mm. These are formative years for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are your kids? Um, two, and one will be one later this month, too. So we're celebrating a lot going on this month. Yeah, yeah, two and one, man. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. two under two. And I, yeah, be careful with that. Word to the wise on that one. Oh, man, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to get him in no more trouble. He just said, hey, two under two, be careful with that. Yeah. You ain't got to tell me twice. <laughs> uh, all right, miss, let's, 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 let's dive in deeper. Why? So if you're making 150 on a side, 
Um, okay, let's be honest. It's about it's about in between twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a month. Um, you know, on the side. Uh, why not leave the job? I mean, why not just go and embrace all that freedom? You don't have to report into nobody. You don't have to do nothing. Why not be a full-time entrepreneur? Yeah. So my, I got a good buddy that's a full-time entrepreneur. He asks me, picks on me, actually, yeah. a lot about the same thing. And here's there's several reasons. One is um, because when you're in a role where you're not full-time entrepreneur, I love the fact that it pushes me to start thinking more as an owner and not just as how can I have my own job, mm. right? Because I can be a full-time entrepreneur, but much of the things I'll have to do is just like another job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if I'm working and there are certain times I've got to be out of the country or I can't do this or I can't ship all my product, I might be shipping to customers every day. It forces me to find somebody else to do it, mm -hmm. right? So it forces me to think more on the owner side. Mm -hmm. So I never get comfortable if I do go to full time, maybe I'll, or when I do, in the season when that makes the most sense. Full time will be set up in a way where I'm more in an ownership role or more in a leadership role versus going full time and I'm trying to do all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I'm with you on that because it's like, a lot of people think that entrepreneurship is freedom. Actually, entrepreneurship is actually not that much more free. <laughs> actually, working a nine-to-five is freedom because you show up, you do what you're told to do, and you leave. Yeah. Entrepreneurship, you are everything. You know what I'm saying? Yep. There is no, oh, eight-to-five, I'm working, and I'm done. There is no um, eight-to-eight. No, you're working sometimes 8 a.m. to 8 a.m., you know what I'm saying? And, and if something breaks down, you got to fix it. You got to go after it. If an employee calls in sick, you got to fill that in. Yeah. If an employee drops the ball, it's your fault on the team. You know, if, if, if something happens, everything comes back to you. And while there is a benefit to that, you also do lose some freedom as well, especially in the beginning stages of building a business. Absolutely. You know, and so... I'm curious for you, when do you think the season is good to 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 transition from entrepreneurship for you, right? From entrepreneurship into, I mean, well, from working part-time as an entrepreneur and going into full-time entrepreneurship. Yeah, so, so number one, I'd have to flex my faith muscle, okay. right? I've always got to rely on faith as to... Timing. Okay, okay. Timing is super important with everything. Yeah, yeah. When you start, when you stop, when you do this, when you transition, when you find the right girl, when you find the right Ooh. new opportunity, yeah. timing is huge, right? Yeah. So I've got to flex my faith muscle. In addition to that, I'll use some wisdom and say, I know I have roughly three people that depend on me right now. Right. For checks. They're, they're getting paid every two weeks or right. once a month, right? So... Three people as far as an, on your entrepreneurship side? Yes, on my entrepreneurship side okay. that depend on me, Yeah, right? So that's important. I want to make sure that they're stable, in a good position, and when I can grow the thing in a way where I don't have to, again, be everything and I see the capacity in those people I'm already pouring into to build people under them and multiply, that's when I know it'll be time for me to jump full time. But... It could be never. Mm. 
you know, I'm not I'm not anxious to do that. What I am anxious to do is get a business, make my businesses be systematized, really operate without me. Mm. That is the goal. Mm. And when that's happening, maybe I jump over to full-time entrepreneurship. Or I also have to be learning always. So that's mm. why I'm connecting with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm connecting with others. Say, what what am I not doing? Right. What do I need? And I, I've got a master's in business. I've got these degrees. But there's still stuff I don't know. Yeah. Especially from full-time entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah. So I, I remain humble. I remain focused on you know my faith and figuring out, okay, when is the right time? What else do I need to learn? Yeah. And if I do do it, how do I make sure the people that are dependent on me are still going to be able to survive and succeed in what they're doing? Let me ask you this question. And it's, it's so funny when I think about this, right? It's how do you feel when you just said earlier you have three other people who are counting on you for a check? Like in this room right now, I got two, you know, and then outside of this room, I have, I mean, we have, I just told my teammates yesterday, I, I forgot how many, I think it's like a total of, Total of nine. Mm. Total of nine people right now who are counting on me and this brand. And it's like I was telling this to my to my uh, therapist one day. I emotionally uh, broke down mm. because I was like, man, it's not just me who I'm working for. You know, I got one of my closest friends who rocks with me now. He's been with me for almost 20 years. Mm. He saw me come from making $15,000 a year to what, what I'm doing now. And him and his family depends on me. Mm. Then I just got a new guy, and Alex, who's been a tremendous asset to this team and beautiful wife, beautiful, you know, newborn, depending on me. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm like, man. Then I got my cousin working for me. I mean, I, I, got, a, I, got, I got some people. I'm not major. I don't have... 30, 40, 50 people, 1,000 people working for me. But I'm like, dang, how do you feel as a part-time entrepreneur knowing that three other people are depending on you and your business and your brand? Uh, it's pressure. Mm. How do you deal with that pressure? Um, again, you got to go back to that faith muscle. Mm. You got to flex it. You got to stay mm. prayed up. Mm. You know, I, I say this to people. You know, a lot of people want to, a lot of people don't want to be rich. Mm, right. Mm, mm. They want to spend money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't really want to be rich because being rich is a responsibility. Spending money is fun. Mm, right. You talking good. Bro. And so I tell people money is is a tool, not a toy. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. You can with money, you can buy toys. Yep. But the real purpose of money is to be a tool. So when I think about the pressure and I think about this is a responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, getting a million dollars in the bank or getting seeing those. And I'm sure you've seen you, you see you start seeing bigger numbers. Right. And it's like, oh, this is this is cool. But at the same time, immediately it's like this is a responsibility. And so it's almost like fatherhood. It's almost like I have to care for this thing. I've got to nurture. it. I've got to be better. Ooh, that's so good. Bro. <laughs> right. That's so it's good. like that's why I was saying that about what my what my uh, wife is, because. I'm I th I'm thankful for the congratulations. I'm glad people are going to celebrate us later this month. But man, this is a responsibility. Yeah. Ooh. You know what I mean? I've got to I've got to continue to grow. I've got and that's why I've got to connect with people like you and others because I have to continue to improve yeah. to be able to handle the responsibility that God is putting on me. Mm. So. Well, Stephen over here teaching good. And when you said responsibility, it kind of shifted me real quick. And I really just want to bring this up because I'm, I'm very big on, like, educating our people, right, on responsibility. 
And one of the key things that that comes to responsibility, I believe, is life insurance. Mm -hmm. They said that the average black person, the average black man like you and I, we will die and leave our kids with bills and with benefits. And the benefits are only enough to take care of partial of the bills. Uh, But we don't leave them with wealth. We don't leave them with freedom. We don't leave them with joy. We don't leave the, leave them with peace. So we'll be up in heaven with God, having a good time. We're peaceful. We're, we're experiencing joy. But look down on our spouses that we left behind. Unfortunately, our kids are left behind, and they're struggling because we didn't really take the responsibility, the correct responsibility while we was living. Yep. And, y'all, one of the best things that you can do right now, whether you are, you know, 24 with one kid, 30 with a spouse and one kid— uh, I know you're looking at your savings account. I know you're looking at your income saying, okay, we're good right now. But, yeah, what happens when you leave? Uh, will, will will your wife, will your spouse be able to mourn you in joy, mourn you in peace? Mm-hmm. Uh, will you be able to, um, will your kids be able to go off to college? And one of the key things for me I've always told myself is that when I get married, I'm going to position my wife to where if something happened to me, she will be financially better off than when I was living because she's going to have access to my bank account. My kids and my wife are going to have access to my investments and they're going to get a fat check from the insurance policy. And so I've have part, I have partnered with Ethos um, who offer up to $2 million in term life insurance policies without blood check, without a doctor visit. And it only takes you 11 minutes to apply for this process. You can get this $2 million policy up anywhere from uh, it'll take you $50 up until 100 to $150, maybe, maybe depending on the state of season that you're in for your life. But here's the thing. Whether you get 500000 I always tell people get 10 times your annual salary, right? So if you're making $100,000 a year, that's a million-dollar policy. Okay, if you're making $50,000, you're getting $500,000. Uh, so this way, your family can enjoy life after you have gone. And so I want to encourage you to go over to anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Again, that is anthonyoneal.com forward slash ethos. Check them out. It'll take you 11 minutes to apply. So I need you to apply today because our guest today just said you got to take responsibility. And as a man and as a woman, as a mother, as a father, as a wife, as a husband, we got to take responsibility and have the hard conversations before we transition. And that is that. And also, too, I want to leave you all with this one, too, as well. Um, We're talking about careers here today. Right. And when when we talk about careers, man, there are some great careers out there that are helping people make six figures or more a year. And one of them is in sales. Um, And then another one is tech. I believe tech is becoming a new black. Can I just be real with you? You know, I believe that we are we one of my missions for the rest of this year and even going into next year is is really to introduce my tribe to two different career fields, tech and content creation. So those two career fields are making millionaires because you can be a content creator like myself and make six figures a month. You can be a content, not a content creator. You can be a tech person and make six figures plus a year. I met a guy who makes over $600,000 a year in the tech field. And I was like, wait, what? And he's working from home. 
simply doing coding. And I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> come over here. Let's run this play. Let me teach my people. And so I partnered with, I believe, the best college on the program, Bethel Tech. It's a nine-month program. It's going to range you anywhere from fourteen dollars to $17,000. They're going to put you on a payment plan. Uh, they're going to also give you a scholarship just because you come from my tribe. And, yo, within nine months, you can change your entire, watch this, you can change your entire next nine years by simply dedicating nine months. So you can make it $160,000 a year. Year. You could be making on the side another one fifty. You make it three hundred thousand dollars a year. You're living in a million dollar home. You're driving your dream car. You're doing the vacations you want with your family because you really took the time to get the education and to really build something on the side. So listen, if you want to do that, I want you to go over to anthonyoneil.com forward slash Bethel Tech. Again, that is anthonyoneil.com forward slash Bethel. Tech, uh, they will take good care of you over there. Tell them that I sent you because you all, we're, we're, we're going to step up to the plate this year. We are going to get life insurance and we're going to make more money, especially in the tech field. And so, listen, I'm super, super, super excited for for you on that one. So, yo, let's 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 ride. You sell appliances and you do more so of of, of the you know take care of people in the appliance side, right? But then one of your businesses that you do on the side is. You do Turo yeah. on the side, full time. Yeah. And when I met you, I was like, yo, I honestly want to learn more about that, you know, because I, got, I have two beautiful cars. One of them sit there um, all day. I don't know if I'll put that one out, but the other car is really for like when my team comes in and, um, and it's an SUV. And I was like, man, I could put that one on Turo. So is there money in the Turo business? And how many vehicles do you have on Turo? So I have 17 now. I had 23. Okay. Um, there's been some changes over the years. Okay. Which that comes with entrepreneurship. But is there money in Turo? Yes. Okay. Big fat yes. Oof. Oof. I, I thought Turo was saturated myself. Me too. I was like, it's everybody, you know. Yeah. I don't know if they, so I looked up a statistic. Enterprise did $50 billion last year. Something crazy. $50 billion. $50 billion. 50 billion. Y'all fact check me on that. 50 B's. Wow. Turo only did 300 million. So you're talking about another option in the same industry. And we're wondering, is it's not even close to saturated. So many people don't know about it yet. It, it will blow your mind. There's so many small cities. It's just like Airbnb. Airbnb, when it first started, was like, okay, you find it in the big cities, right? Yeah. Now, I'm from a small town in Indiana, Muncie, Indiana. You go to Muncie, Indiana now, you'll find Airbnbs. Three years ago, four years ago, you didn't find any. The thing is going to continue to grow. Turo is, is almost a no-brainer. If you have a job and you're getting income, W-2 income, and you want to also flex and get you some, one, a car, get you some depreciation deductions, mm -hmm. get you a K-1, mm -hmm. it's a no-brainer. So would you say Turo is more of an income-generating tool, or is it more of a depreciation tool for you? It depends on your, it depends on your market, mm -hmm. depends on your strategy, depends on your play, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, for me, it's been more of, right now, right, it's been more of a depreciation uh, expense. So basically I've been able to get all of my tax dollars back because you're depreciating cars because of the Turo business I run. Yeah. yeah. One of my, um, friends was telling me, I was telling him, I'm thinking about getting an actual studio. And he was like, man, that's a good depreciation play for you. 
He was like, because you can write alter depreciation if you buy the actual um, spot. And I was like, okay, cool. So I've been learning more and more and more about, you know, that stuff on this level, right? Uh, yeah. But going back to the Turo thing, I think the Turo thing is smart because it could be a depreciation asset thing and it could be a income. I remember one time I went and um, um, actually, no, I didn't do it. This was when CJ had came into town um, and he rented a, a Turo car uh, when he came into town. And this one was living in Nashville and the young lady who he rented it from um, was a huge fan of, of what we do here on the show. Uh, and so when we dropped off the cars, I was like, yo, I started renting, I started doing this because you turned me on to it. I was like, really? I said, tell me more about it. She was like, yeah. She's like, I work from home. I was like, okay, cool. And I go to school. And I was like, you go to school. So how you get to school? She said, I'm on school online. I said, okay, cool. She said, so since I'm here throughout the week, why not just rent out my Turo car? I get the money. He pays my mortgage or she, well, he just paid, not my mortgage. He just paid my car note for the month off right. of one week, you know? And then now when I rent out the next weeks, it's all profit in the bank. I'm just throwing that towards paying off my debt. And then she hit me with, and I get to write it off because it's a business expense. <laughs> and I was like, that's a smart young lady. You know, because she lived in a beautiful, nice little condo downtown. Was it downtown, CJ? Yeah. Yeah, it was downtown. And I was like, okay. And, I mean, she drives a Mercedes something. It's a Mercedes, like, C-Class. Yeah. Great car for Turo. Great car for Turo. And I was like, yo. But she was smart. She was like, all right, cool. I'm working a full-time job. I'm answering calls at home. She's doing calls and her stuff. I'm in school full-time at home. She's like, so I'm sitting at home every single day for the week. And she lived at this spot to her right across the street was Whole Foods. Yeah. So she can go to the grocery store. She can catch an Uber right down the street to go to a restaurant because she lived downtown. Right across the street from her, across from um, attached to Whole Foods, was the post office. So she can mail out stuff if she needed to mail out stuff. Like, she was in a prime location to where she really didn't need a vehicle, especially if she was going downtown, because she would have to park in the garage anyways, or she would have to pay for parking. So why not just either walk to the spot or catch a $5 Uber? And so I was like, that is brilliant. And it goes back to what you're teaching. Work your job. Yeah. But then maximize the part-time income. So 17 cars. Yeah. That's a lot, bro. Yeah, that's a lot. You don't have to do as much as I do. I do. I do. How do you manage all that though? Because you kind of remind me of my boy uh, Matty J. Yeah, Matty J. Out of Atlanta got like fifty cars. Yeah, but he got like them big boy cars. Yeah, because so, he's in Atlanta. But how are you managing seventeen cars on the side when you also have a full time job? Yeah, I learned from Matty and how I did it. Like I said, for the first. First, start with one, whoever's doing this. Because this yeah. is a play. Run it. Right, right, right. If you have a job, it makes no sense not to. Right. Start with one. Mm -hmm. I managed that myself for a few months. I had to get another car anyway because of the kids. Okay. So I was going to get another car anyway. If it didn't work, we was going to have a car for the kids. Yeah. Put two up there. The demand was there. So I start renting it because people needed it. Mm. Right? Mm. So it was out there. So I had two cars. Then... Over that course of time, I jumped up to 20 plus. For six months, I managed it myself mm -hmm. so I could learn the ins and outs, understand what people are going to go through. And then I started telling people, hey, I need help. Started asking for help. And that's something I feel like we don't do enough. Ask for help. Ask people for help. Mm -hmm. And I ended up getting help. And somebody came along and they helped me manage the cars. 
they simply drop them off, do a lot of the pickups, do the cleanups, and let and they have their systems. There's a uh, programs out there where they can see the activity mm-hmm. on Turo, and so they can actually help manage the process for you. Mm-hmm. So not only do you start learning how to lead people mm-hmm. and get used to like ownership and leadership. You also get the benefit of running a whole business, and they get the benefit of being put to work, and you're helping out your community, and you get the deductions. It's the the list goes on and on. So, on average, how much are you making a month with 17 cars? Um, I think my numbers are. Or he pulling out the phone. Yeah, I heard my man said I'm going to the farm. I'm just going to tell you the numbers, my guy. Yeah. You know so right saying? now, this year, um, we're at 124,000. 124000 is the revenue we've generated this year off of 17 cars. July, you made $19,000. Yep. And there's three we just put up there because I was busy doing some other stuff. There was three I just had sitting that I, I had on a different program that I pulled over to Turo. So there's some noise in that. But, yeah, 124000 It's possible, folks. Wow. And I still have a job. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. Like, I'm just, I'm looking at the numbers. Wow. All right, so what's the play? Do you get Lamborghinis? Do you get big boys? Or do you just go get the everyday Toyota, Hondas, affordable vehicles? So the play is I have both, right? I have very luxurious cars because that's what I wanted to drive. Okay. Right? So if you want to drive a luxury car and you want to offset the payment or you want to fully pay it off, depending on how much you want to share it, yeah. do that. Okay. Get you a luxury. Okay. If you want to make money, you got to go where the volume is at, right? Everything is a good, better, best. Value, good, better, best. If you do the value economy play, mm-hmm. it's very likely you're going to have a lot of demand, a lot of traffic, and your payment if you buy it right. Now, mm-hmm. you can't. You need training on this, and I'll help you understand how to do this properly because mm-hmm. you can get into a car lot, into a sales guy, and he's going to play you, and you're going to be buying all this extra stuff, and now you done, you know, you buying stuff that makes the car not even, you know, you done paid more than what it's worth. Right, right. Right, so you don't want to do that, but if you buy it right, mm-hmm. get you an economy car, you're going to make money. I mean, make money. it's a no-brainer. I don't care where you're at. You're going to make money. Well, well, my people know I teach them how to buy right, because we're going to buy cash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, if you, you can go out there and buy you, a, I mean, you can do it right and buy and spend 10, 15 grand and get you a good economy car. And then what I'm seeing, like, if you made 18 grand in one month, yep. you know what I'm saying? And you can get that back, hopefully, within, a, you know, within the first year. That's off of 17 cars. Yeah. Let's be real. But if you get you one, buy it right, set good little cash car. Um, okay, let me see what you got. So this one, this Nissan Versa, I, I just put this up at the end of May. So let's see, May, June, July, August, September. It's already made almost $4,000. $4,000. It probably cost me 200 a month. So it was two, four, six, eight, ten. So maybe $1,000 is what it cost me. It's already generated 4000 So I'm giving up the play right here. You know, that's it. <laughs> wow, you got an Audi A7. You got an Audi A8. You got a Range Rover. Yeah. You got Porsches. I have a lot of luxury cars. Yeah. So then I'm saying your number one income is a ooh the Q7. That Q7, I, I can see that making a bank. Yeah. It's it's a nice. It's family a nice car. family car, and it's not too expensive. Three rows. It's, it's real yeah. nice. That Cayenne is doing good for you. Yeah. That's your number two car. Yeah. That Audi, uh, the 2007 Q7 is doing pretty good for you. Cool, man. This is good. Have you, have you ever lost one of your cars in an accident? Yes. You well, have. 
Ford Mustang. I had it for maybe a week. A week? Second trip. Accident. Boom. And that's why I tell people mindset is so important. Because if your mind is not ready for dealing with an accident after you just bought a car, that'll mess you up, right? But you've got to develop the stamina, the mindset to be like, okay, it's okay. Yeah. It's going to be, and, and I've been through it now, so it doesn't bother me as much. Did your insurance go up when you lost the, um, the car? Uh, on that car, my insurance did not go up on that. Over time, my ins- I've had to move to a different insurance company that specializes in Toro hosts, which ended up being better for me. Okay. But it was just, you know, the way that played out. Is, you know, so there's period X insurance is who you need to look up. Mm-hmm. Uh, American, I think ABI is A- what you want. American to ABI. Yeah, I think it's ABI. Google okay. ABI. ABI. Okay. Okay. Cool. Let me. Let me. Let me. Oh man, let me ask this question because here's the thing. Here's here's what I wanna. Here's what I wanna ask, man. How do you balance the two? How do you balance being that the good employee the I'm being good over here. I'm maximizing. I'm stewarding my job correctly while also working and stewarding um, my gift over here as far as an entrepreneur. Because I think sometimes people don't know how to do both well at the same time. It's like either their job is going to be very good and the entrepreneurship sucks or the entrepreneurship is doing very well in their job. You know, they're getting written up. They're late to work. They're not they're not as attentive to their job they're being paid for. How are you able to balance the two and and generate this kind of income and your job doesn't feel offended or the job doesn't feel like, hey, you've been slacking and your entrepreneurship is not slacking as well? Yeah. As I'm going to say always, faith, everything mm-hmm. starts with faith. Make yeah. sure you found it, foundation there. Make sure you know the timing on everything. And that's so important because you have to know your value. Yeah. So when I went to my current job, I told them from the, out the gate, Hey, I have this other business on the side. Are y'all okay with me doing that? And they were okay with it. Wow. So you told them. I told them. So you recommend that everyone tells their employer that they have a business on the side? No, I don't recommend that everyone do it out the gate. You have to figure out your situation. But I do recommend that you start to evaluate Mm -hmm. where am I at in this company? Mm-hmm. And do they value me? Mm-hmm. Do they really value what I bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Can I be honest without Ooh. being reprimanded or, you know, and if you're not in them, I, I know my, I knew my worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And yeah. a lot of people, we don't realize our worth. We don't realize what we bring to the table. Right. 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 So I knew what I was bringing to the table. And if they said no, I was prepared to say, OK, I don't want the job. You was prepared to walk away from the job, not from your business. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think we're now in a position, like you said, with the turning of the tide, employees, we matter now. With the Great Recession or whatever we just went through, you matter. You can't just let your boss and just, you know, treat you any type of way. Like, you've got to sit up straight and tell them, this is what I would like out of employment, right? There is a mutual exchange. There is a... Uh, we're on equal stature, mm-hmm. so to speak. Like, you bring a lot to the table because you pay me, but I bring a lot to the table because, like I said earlier, I represent you mm-hmm. when you're not around. I do this work for you. Mm-hmm. And so these are the things I would like, or here's how I see my career going. And your employer should be having that conversation with you anyway. 
Mm. They should be knowing how you feel. Mm -hmm. They don't want to just spend a bunch of training and dollars on you just to see you walk away because you hiding how you really feel. Mm -hmm. It's time for us to tell them how we feel. No, that's real. I'm doing this because I want to learn here, but I also have goals of being an entrepreneur. And a lot of jobs are going to respect that because they're trying to build entrepreneurial employees. Absolutely. Employees that are take initiative, that are problem solvers, that yeah. think ahead, yeah. that do more than just what the the job description says. They're looking beyond that. So you gotta you gotta lose that fear, be honest. And if you're not in a position where you don't have the experience or you don't have the resume to say, I'm walking away from this job, you can keep it quiet for a while, but keep your head on the swivel. Mm -hmm. Get your story right. Figure out what you're doing in your job that gives you good experiences, that give you good stories that say, here's what I did when this happened. Here's what I did when that happened. And then be looking. Get your LinkedIn profile tight Mm -hmm. because there's people looking for you if you start looking for them. Mm. And then you start realizing really how valuable you are. You can be honest with your employer and you don't have to leave your job. You can leverage it. Leave and leverage it. You don't have to leave it. Right. You can leverage your job and stay there Mm -hmm. if you want to. Now, if they're not, if they don't want you to leverage it, then leave. And when you say leverage it, break that down for the people watching. Leverage it. I mean, really, like if you're working for Delta Airlines right now, okay, and you're a flight attendant, yeah, and you're doing all your flight attendant stuff, okay, that's good. Do that job well, right? But there's nothing that says you can't start looking at "Mm, who, who are these cookies made by. Who are these snacks made by? Who's the supplier of our snacks? Who's the supplier of things that we give out to the guests? Mm. Maybe I would add value to that company if they knew my perspective as a flight attendant here. Hey, people don't really like those snacks that that y'all are making. Wow. People don't, you have to start being a spy for your own business Mm. while you're inside another business. And be a spy for yourself, right? And understand, how am, is what I'm doing right now benefit to someone else, benefit mm. to some other business that's probably connected to this business? Mm. And now I don't have to be a flight attendant if I don't want to. I could probably go work for the, the snack company that's supplying Delta mm-hmm. with the snacks because they probably have value in a flight attendant's perspective that's handing out their snacks, that's meeting customers every single day. Mm. That's how you leverage where you're at. You got to stop thinking, oh, I just got to do my job. No, I got to think broader than my job. Mm. I got to think how my job fits into the bigger system gotcha. and how I benefit ev- any, any, anything and everyone around me. Hmm. That's a different perspective I haven't heard of. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think for me, I definitely don't want to send the impression like, hey, get on a job and always look what benefits you and only you. But I definitely want them to always be thinking, thinking bigger and better. Like, okay, what's next? Um, is this job where is this is this job a career that I'm going to retire in, or is this job a stepping stool? Because let's be real, every every owner knows not everyone is going to retire with them, right? And, um, and I will probably go on to say that nearly eighty percent of the people are not going to retire with you. But it's like when you show up, are you doing the job and doing the job well? Because the last thing you want to do is show up, do the job in a correct word, in a correct way of saying it, half-ass. Yeah. While you're also looking for something better. 
Because then now God is not going to honor that. True. Because it's like, no, wait, I can't trust you with something better if you can't even do this job. Right. Right. So I, 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 I like what you're saying as far as in show up, do the job. And do the job well. Well. I mean, you should do it so well that if you do leverage it right and you say, you know what, cool, snack company, y'all just offer me something, your employer should be like, yo, what, what do we need to do to have you to stay? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And whatever we, if we could do it within our means, we'll do it. If we can't, then, hey, God bless you, and we, we wish you the best. And here's the thing. It should be something that it should be an insight that makes everything better Yeah. for the customer. Yeah. yeah. So even if you left, Delta should be like, wow, they're going to go work for somebody who's supplying us. Maybe that's going to have a better experience for our customers. Ooh. Or if we stay, then, okay, this person is still looking and thinking about things that are going to benefit our, our customers. customers. Mm. So everybody wins when yeah, you start thinking wins. like an entrepreneur. But like you said, you got to do what you're doing well. That's that's mandated. What do you think employees are doing wrong now? I think you the the idea that you're so disadvantaged. Mm. Oh, I'm so, you know, I'm in this thing and there's nothing for me to do. I just got to be this. Or I, and I think flight attendants like their job. They get to travel and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But So I don't know another example off the top of my head. But the idea is that you're not disadvantaged. If you look at it, you have an advantage, mm. whatever you're at. Mm. If you're at McDonald's mm. and you're serving the fries, mm. how could these fries be better? Maybe I need to write a recommendation to management. Maybe I need to think about how this line could move more efficiently. You always have the advantage wherever you're at. So I want employees, people that are working in jobs to realize you've got the advantage, man. Yeah. You're not disadvantaged. You just got to start seeing it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. This is good, man. I, oh, boy, I wish we had a two-hour show because there's <laughs> so much information that we could really dive into this thing. And I love how you're proud to say I have a job. And I have, and I am an entrepreneur, and I have no problem with that. And and it's like you're you're teaching people how to balance the both, and and that's what that's what I like because I think that not everyone is called to be an entrepreneur. No, we're not. Not everyone is called to be a full time employee. That's right. Um, but I do believe, for the most part, that. Everyone will have a job because everyone is going to college. Um, not everyone. A lot of people are going to college. They're going to college so they can get into a career field. And some of them are getting into that career field, hopefully one day to be an entrepreneur in that particular um, career opportunity, right? Uh, but I think that there's nothing wrong uh, on how – there's nothing wrong with being – an employee. Yeah. I, I say it like this. There's nothing wrong with getting rich slow mm. while you're trying to get rich quick. Mm. And if you do the basics, what are the basics? Mm. Pay yourself. With yeah. your job, you need to max out that 401k. Yeah. Things I know your tribe knows and teaches. Yeah. You need to um, own something, own a home. You need to start something, start that business. Leave something, like you said about insurance. Get some life insurance. Leave something. And then get help. Yeah. Get with a coach, get with the mentor, get with somebody that that's either way further ahead of you or just a few steps ahead of you. You can have multiple. I got multiple people I'm trying to learn from. 
right? Because yeah. I'm trying to do the basics so I can get rich slow. I'm going to be rich regardless, mm-hmm. right? But I also, while I'm getting rich slow, doing the basics and learning how to manage this money I'm getting from my job, I'm also going to be learning stuff how I can do it faster. There's nothing wrong with both. There's nothing wrong with getting rich slow while trying to get rich quick. Man, I man, I, I, I man, I like <laughs> like I, my whole mindset is how do we build wealth, and how do we build legacy? And there's nothing wrong with building it slow while we're also trying to build it quicker. Man, yo, Stephen, thank you for coming by today, bro. Thank you, brother. Man, thank I, you for what you're doing. It. Thank yeah. you and your whole team for what y'all doing. Y'all are making an impact, dude. It's them guys, you know what I'm saying? It's them guys. It's all of y'all. It ain't me. It's all Alex of y'all. do all the work, he says. You know what I'm saying? When we, when he's at home, he says, I don't do nothing. Y'all you know, doing, he, y'all he doing do something major, man. Y'all doing something major. And I wish I could stand up and scream and just clap for y'all. Because what y'all doing? Man, listen. And My, Alice came and asked me for a pay raise uh, month, month, month. Yeah, he month told one. me to, he told me to mention that. And you uh, know what I'm saying month <laughs> one. It was like, hey, bro, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, listen, we'll, we'll talk about this on my year review. I'm like, bro, you, you only been working here for for two days. <laughs> what you mean year review, bro? You still got you still got a hundred and some days to go. <laughs> we <laughs> but no, man, he's been a tremendous asset to to our team and to our, our company, man, and we're excited to have him. Uh, I mean, you know, but we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll he may be a little disappointed that year yet year. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all going up. Y'all doing more. Yo, we're going to have better. a good time. We're have a good time, man. But, yo, we appreciate you for coming by, yeah, y'all. Hey, listen, likewise. We're going to drop Stephen's information in today's show notes, whether you're listening on podcasts um, or on YouTube. Hey, thank you all so much. And make sure y'all hit the thumbs up. And I, and I really want to know how many of you all actually liked today's show. Like, how many of you all actually are saying, you know, that, that is me. I enjoy my career, but I also want to, you know, make some money on the side as well. How many of y'all would love to make another six figures on the side um, while working your full time job? I mean, and so uh, this is absolutely amazing. So we'll drop his information in today's show notes. Y'all go check him out. Um, he's a part of my uh, personal mastermind, my first elite um, 20. And um, you're going to be seeing a lot more from his brand. We're going to really teach him some things that we're doing here at the Neatness Network and how he can really excel and take his message even further. So uh, definitely want y'all to uh, rock with him, support him um, and learn more for him. And then also go over and check him out and tell his wife, hey, uh, congrats on on this marriage and uh, we'll have a good time. Yo, listen, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. We'll see you on the next show. Peace out.